0: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire
1: Network. Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
0: It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the post game edition of the Vegas Nation Podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and I'm joined today with Sam Gordon, one of our Raiders' writers, as well as our Review Journal sports columnist, Ed Greeny. We're going to get into the Raiders' 33 22 win here over the Philadelphia Eagles at Allegiant Stadium, their second win since John Gruden departed as the head coach from the team. We'll get into everything going on, but first, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening and also Check out VegasNation.com for all of our latest up-to-date content on everything happening with the Raiders. And we are also brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $500 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick from Blue Wire. All right, guys. Like I said, second win in a row. This team is really (laughs) like kind of slinging it around. Derek Carr having a, a record day with the numbers he put up. Here at Allegiant Stadium. First, Ed, what was your initial impression of how this team came out on offense today and how they looked out on the
1: field? My initial impression is we're two restaurants away from being the most sponsored podcast in the entire country. Uh, Boy, how many sponsorships we have? Good for you, Larry Meir, back at the uh, studio. No, I thought they were, you know what? I thought they were terrific. And one of the things I wrote about, you know, they give up the touchdown right away. Uh, so you're sitting there going, "Uh-oh, not, not good by the defense." One of the things I wrote my I wrote my entire column actually on the 96 yard on the 96 yard ten play drive because I thought throughout that entire drive it encompassed everything they did today. Carr was great hitting passes. Jacobs was running. Now, we know Jacobs went out by halftime, but Kenyon Drake stepped in. Chunk plays. And they went. And it's hard to go 96 yards over 10 plays. So, when they did that, I thought, man, that is a great drive, great answer to go 14-7. And then they went up 17-7.5 after the fumble. So, Sam, I thought they were terrific offensively. I mean, look, Derek Carr, I mean, w- what a day. I can't believe he only completed 91.1% of his passes. I, I think 92 would have been a lot better. But, um, yeah, I think it was... It was terrific. And like I said, and, and I want to ask Sam this because, you know, when they gave Kenyon Drake $11 million guaranteed over two years, everyone said, ugh, you give him Kenyon Drake $11 million over two years. But I'll tell you what, for the last two weeks, he certainly stepped up.
2: He certainly has. And as we know, Ed, um, Josh Jacobs has dealt with injuries, right? Nagging injuries last season and so far this year as well. And now, since Rich Bisacci has been the interim coach and with Greg Olson calling the plays, it feels like they've made a conscious effort to, hey, look, this is a guy that was a bell cow back in Arizona, in Miami, previously, Let, let's use them as such, right? That's that that feels like that's the mentality up here, and um, you know, all things considered, Ed, um, great points all the way around. But how about the offensive line? I mean, geez, uh, you talk about, I mean, this this unit, the way the unit performed today. Think about three weeks. Think about that Chargers game, or you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, how Derek Carr had no time to throw. You know, that he was throwing for three hundred, four hundred yards, but he was having to make a lot of something out of nothing, right? Because of because of what, the way the blocking was, there was no running game whatsoever today, no sacks. Uh, the Raiders get over 100 yards rushing, right? It's not amazing by any means, but 29 carries, 119 yards between the the group of ball carriers, two touchdowns on 4.1 yards per carry, compared to where they were at three weeks ago, they'll definitely take that. So I thought it started up front um, today, and, and of course, Derek Carr, the rhythm he was able to get in was unbelievable without Darren Waller and without Jacobs for a half.
1: Yeah, um, before we go back to Heidi, I will say this. Offensive line is not allowed a sack in six straight quarters, and today, Derek Carr gets hit twice. So, with that defensive front, and Foster Moreau talked about it afterwards, that defensive front of the Eagles only to hit him twice, totally clear clean pocket. You have to get, look, Sam's right. After the Charger game, we were hard on the offensive line. I give out grades and I think I gave them a K. I couldn't even give them an F.
0: Was <laughs> I get you. Yeah, okay. I mean,
1: I was so far down the alphabet, I didn't know what I was giving them. But the last two weeks, they've been absolutely really, really good. Six straight without a sack ID.
0: That, and you look at the mixture of guys, because we saw John Simpson. He kind of uh, left with a nagging injury at one point, and then also uh, Brandon Parker. So it wasn't like there were the same five guys in throughout the entirety of the game. So, Sam, when you think about the fact that these guys have to just step up and go in there, like, what did you think of like how Illuminor stepped in, how Simmons stepped in on the offensive line?
2: Well, I think this was going to always take time. And that doesn't mean that you're not expected to play better than they did at the beginning of the season. Of course they are. And and there was an understanding there that they needed to be better, but you're looking at a bunch of young players, right? Guys that are in their first or second years or or first years as a starter. And you're looking at guys that have been basically coming, you know, brought in free agents off the practice squad. I mean, it's, it's a credit to the, the job Tom Cable's, Tom Cable's done as the offensive line coach. And I also think it's worth pointing out, um, in the adjustments they made in, in play calling, a lot of short, short passes where it's three-step drops, cars getting the ball out of there, some play action stuff. I mean, you are simplifying the responsibilities for the offensive line. There's an understanding. It feels like there's an understanding. Look, we're not going to ask these guys to, to block for four or five seconds. Get the ball out quick. Get their car in a rhythm. And that's what the Raiders were able to do today. It was tremendously effective. It really was. It was. I mean, I, it's almost it's hard to believe it was the same offensive line or a, a number of the same players as
1: it was in week two or three. Yeah, and I just want to add one thing there because the best way they were going to get away from kind of the the menacing cloud and and the, you know, what happened with John Gruden around this team is to win games, right? Um, They just seem far more comfortable. Now, if they lost the last two weeks, we might have said, oh boy, it's going to continue on and they can't get over what happened to Gruden and what happened to this franchise. But to win these last two weeks, I think, is a huge step forward for them. I think, you know, they're having fun. Uh, Greg Olson is doing a terrific job calling plays, and, and they're executing his his plays. I mean, he's doing a terrific job calling them, but you have to execute them after he makes the call. But I just wanted to say that I think the two wins is allowing them to move past you know what was some really difficult times with this franchise just a couple weeks ago. And getting two wins back-to-back for Bisacci and this coaching staff is a huge deal. I mean, you know, that, the, the Gruden situation was not good, and he was going to have to do something to overcome it. So, I think the farther they get away from it, if they can keep winning games, they're going into a bye week now. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh, the easier it is going to be to get these guys minds right and just worry about football
0: and as we mentioned the team just worrying about football I mean they've been also really lights out on defense Sam uh, the pressure that they've been able to create the fumble recoveries that they had today I mean everybody said that this was a good offense and the Carr was an above average quarterback I mean 31-34 that's really impressive um, but they all said the defense needed to be at least a top 15 defense for this team to make the playoffs. And now here they are in the AFC West number one right now. Uh, When you look at the guys that are here on defense, I mean, what has really stood out to you in this particular game that is just kind of fueling the fire for them to keep and pressing? I would
2: say, you know, the same kind of the same thing it's been all year. It has to start with the pass rush. And they only got to Jalen Hurst twice today, right? But the pocket collapsed around him. They were able to keep contained for the most part. And there seemed to be an awareness that, hey, this is a guy that's mobile, that's dangerous he's gonna make some plays with his legs you have to be prepared for that but they didn't let him go crazy with his legs and I thought you know even though they only recorded the two sacks um they were able to hurry some throws they were able to get him throwing on the run and, and that's where it started this this was a pass rush as you guys remember uh it didn't exist last year like it just it was non-existent there was no kind of pass rush in every single game this year all seven games the Raiders have had multiple sacks right this was a defense that allowed 29.9 points per game last year right which was in the bottom three in the NFL, they've yet to allow that many points in a game this season. All their through seven games now, nobody scored more than I believe it's 28 points uh, against the Raiders. So it's a, it's a it's a totally totally different unit. Um, dare I say? I mean, I mean, the offense was great today, but but so far, I thought coming into today, the defense was really. The strength of this team, which is so weird to say because of what we've seen the last couple of years, but that that unit has it it looks so much different. And I think it starts with with up front with Max Crosby, with the unique Nagakwe, with of course the rotation that they're able to have. There's depth there, and you're able to bring fresh rushers in and and keep the pressure on throughout the course of the game. And you know, pressure leads to turnovers, and and the Raiders have forced multiple turnovers now back to back weeks. So you're getting takeaways, shorter field position, and it allows the offense to have a little bit more confidence knowing they don't have to carry the defense like the the way they did last season.
0: Right there. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into what's happening with this team injury-wise. We'll also hear from head coach Rich Bisaccio talking about Derek Carr. Stay tuned right here on the Vegas Nation Post Game Edition. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit tickpick.com slash Vegas nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets.
2: Well, football-wise, you know, on the field, he's a tremendous leader. He has an incredible understanding of what we're trying to do on offense. And then we can all see the relationship that him and Greg Olson have uh, running this offense is really coming to fruition, right? And we hope that that, that continues. But I think they, they both need credit when it comes to that. And then off the field, you know, Derek is the, the voice of the Raiders right now. And the players always want to listen to him. They always go to him. They ask him all kinds of things. I'm developing a relationship with him as going into our fourth year together. And, and um, so we can have conversations about a lot of things, but he, he's a tremendous leader, both on and off the field. Football's real important to him. You can see by the way he plays.
0: to the post-game edition. It's Heidi Fang here with Sam Gordon and Ed Graney. We're talking about the Raiders 33-22 win here over the Philadelphia Eagles at Allegiant Stadium. And we have to get into, um, first of all, just what Rich Bisaccia said there about what a leader Derek Carr has been for this team, how he's really taken over the reins with uh, John Gruden uh, being gone and that somebody needed to step up and be the voice of this team. And there he said it, Derek Carr has done that. Again, a great performance today here at Allegiant Stadium, a record-setting performance as well but Ed I wanted to get into some of the injuries that we um, had touched on just briefly Darren Waller missed uh, the game he tried to go couldn't go ankle and I also heard knee injuries so how important is it this bye week that he just tries to get healthy do you know much more about his status
1: well, I'll get to him in a second. There's a lot of birds in this place.
0: He's looking at that too.
1: There's a lot of birds flying inside. <laughs> I, I mean, the eagles yeah. left, right? I mean, yeah. come on. The, the birds are flying around the Allegiant Stadium they like it's crazy. The birds Good inside. for them. They, they trap the birds and they beat the birds. Um,. Yeah. So, Darren Waller uh, tried to go. He has ankle and knee. Um, You know, it was probably a a situation also with the bye coming up. Uh, Depending on how serious it was, it was probably if he had to take a day off, it was a good day to take off. And then, you know what? Look, opportunity knocks for someone like Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau, they think, is a really good football player. He comes in, he catches the touchdown, plays most of the game, does a good job blocking. Last week he was a great did a great job blocking, was blowing people up in Denver. So, you know, when one guy goes down, I know it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, and that is it's opportunity opens for someone else. So my guess is if Waller tried to go before today's game that he'll be in in playing against the Giants, because he'll have the bye week, it's not like they didn't try him and they just said he was out on Thursday or Friday and he wasn't gonna play. So if he tried to go and said he just couldn't do it, my guess is he'll be back after the bye week. Josh Jacobs is interesting he actually got hurt on his touchdown run at that ended that 96 yard drive it was an eight yard run he kind of got hit as he crossed the goal line and he said it was a chest he went off right away we actually it was not funny but he ran up the he ran up the uh, uh, the tunnel there for the locker room. and We just thought, oh, there's a minute left. He's just going to get rest because it's the end of the first half. Well, we know that then there was the fumble. They got the ball back. And we're like, is anyone going to run and get Josh? Uh, definitely, we didn't know he was hurt. Kenyon Drake came in and they kicked the field goal with Carlson to go up 17-7 at the half. But he's going to be a little more watch and see as we go through the next two weeks with the chest injury. But my guess is, I think Sam would agree, I think Waller will come back against the Giants.
0: Which, uh, for sure, I mean, like you talked about there, I mean, Kenyon Drake's Stepped up. Foster Moreau has stepped up. Um, but the depth, when you start looking up at the other injuries, they already lost Derek Carrier right now to IR. And then if they lose Waller as well, Sam, like how do they try to account for this on, on depth kind of uh, throughout if they can't go after the bye week?
2: Well, I mean, I think the good news is Heidi, like we saw today, I mean, seven pass catchers caught at least three receptions. I mean, this is a. Deeper offense now. I mean, Brian Edwards has continued to develop. Henry Ruggs kind of quiet game today, but he's capable of having a hundred yard outings. We've seen that already this year. Hunter Renfro in year three is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. And and you look at uh, Foster Moreau. Like, you know, he's a guy that has been talked about for for years now, right, by this staff as somebody that's developing. Well, we got to see that what that development looks like today. That he is improving uh, to the tune of six catches uh, for sixty yards, right? So there there is development there, and it's a and, and Derek Carr is. He's making these this work. I mean, he's he he's finding a way to make things work. I, I know we, we we talked about during the you know th- during the week one on Monday Night Football about how many times he was targeting Darren Waller, but there's a realization there that hey, all these guys can play, and maybe no, there's you're not going to replace Darren Waller, but you don't have to, right? It's the money ball thing. You just have to replace his production, and they were able to do that because they have more depth now uh, that they've developed at, at skill at the skill position. They have more depth now that they've developed at receiver and tight end. So uh, I think it bodes well. Obviously, um, like Ed said, I-, I agree with him there. It doesn't sound like the-, the Waller thing is too serious. But in the event that it is, this offense has psychologically proven against a-, a pass defense that was in the top five, in the top six in the NFL coming into today. I mean, this wasn't a pass defense that was getting carved up. I mean, they played against Tom Brady and that Buccaneers offense just last week and kept them at bay, all things considered. So, for the Raiders to carve them up today, for Derek Carr to do what he did, um, is super impressive. I think it, it builds confidence in the rest of that receiving court moving forward.
0: Yeah, I'm a little upset that I changed my uh, props, said to under on Carr uh, passing yards just at the last minute after I looked at the stats yeah. and thought about that Bucks game. Uh,
1: I didn't change it. I was I was an idiot from the beginning and always went under. So oh.
0: yeah. yeah, But, uh, OK, so we had the bye week. Yeah. But how much do you feel like, once they get over to New York, that... This team is just going to maybe be really hungry to get after it. I mean, this is a... Pretty much like, I guess I'm going to say, an E.P. Giants team <laughs> hasn't done much right. Um, similar to kind of like what the Eagles are struggling with finding their own identity. Giants have been ridden with injury as well. Uh, you see a guy like Unique and Gokwe capture a couple sacks, the couple fumbles that they had. Um, is it just kind of a, a good matchup for the defense, Ed, as you look
1: ahead? Well, I think it's a good matchup for one reason, and that's psychologically, because this is when the Raiders usually fold. When they get to five and two, and if they win six and two, and uh, you know, Basachi was asked about that afterwards. And he, he, look, he had the best quote possible. This is not last year. It's not so. But when you do it two, three, four years in a row, then people are going to say it's a trend. And when you get to this point in the season again, they're five and two now. They'll be favored on the road after a bye week to, to go six and two. That's when we've seen the Raiders collapse. Is this a different team? I think Sam and I would agree. Defensively, they're a different team. Um, so maybe Basachi's right, and it's last season, and it doesn't matter right now. No matter what you heard today. They're going to say that the bye week comes at a good time because, you know, it's always that, that. That's always the cliche in sports. Oh, sure, it comes at a good time. Either you're losing and you want to regroup, either you're winning and you want to get healthy. So, you know, Derek Carr was asked about it, said it was a good time. Uh, and it probably is. Look, you have some pretty important guys hurt. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to, Sam, is you know does Richie Incognito come uh, back? He's supposed to come back after the bye. and that would, I think, you know, for an offensive line like Sam said, is continuing to improve as the weeks go by. If he's healthy, and you can throw in that kind of veteran leadership, I mean, they could even be a lot better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one thing, that's one component that could really get the run game going. And I think it's pretty clear at this point, right? now, regardless of of who of who of how healthy the offensive line is or who comes back this team is going to go as far as Derek Carr takes it. I mean, he's the strength of the team, and I think the philosophy that we've seen where you let him get going and then try and run after the passing game is already established with or without incognito um, is the right approach, but that doesn't mean you don't want a better run blocking offensive line if you can have one and there are going to be games, I mean it's going to get cold out at times and there are going to be situations where you're going to be able to want to control the game on the ground so having a rich Incognito come back, having a time for some of the young offensive linemen to look, regroup a little bit take a breath, okay they made it through the fire they're 5-2 they're they're and two, uh, with winnable games on the horizon, uh, I do think that there is an opportunity for this this line to get even better and and, and for the team to get even better as a whole, um, it's that they're 5-2, and two, right? Yeah, like, five the best record in AFC, yep, despite everything that they've been through, and yeah, I think there's still another gear. Now, at the same time, how do you look at beyond the Giants game? Then you're home against Kansas City. It, say what you will, they've been atrocious this season. There's no question about that. But it's still Kansas City, and they and they deserve their respect. And then you host Cincinnati, and then at Dallas. So this schedule is going to pick up. If we're talking about the Giants game, I think it's crucial that you bank that victory, if possible. And look, it's never easy, you know, flying, playing on the road in New York. Look, it's not going to be an easy victory by any means. But if you can bank that victory and then have a little bit of a, a, a cushion, uh, I think that, that that they would be in in prime position to make a, a playoff push to continue that playoff push.
1: I'll be banking the lobster biscuit, the soup
0: Nazi. <laughs> I better that's find really, you. That's really
1: only my banking. <laughs> that will happen in New York I'll be on Broadway I'll be a Broadway uh, going to see a little show and then getting the uh, lobster bisque with the uh, with the, um, the soup guy. lobster roll at the uh, oh, soup guy. From we on, had from that uh, one. That was yeah, one that of was... the best trips I ever had in yeah, New York great. with you, Ed.
0: Oh, man, let's bank this. The numbers, <laughs> Car throwing 323 yards, completing 31 to 34 pass attempts with the touchdown that made for his career best with the 91.1 completion percentage and sing- second-best single-game percentage in the NFL behind Drew Brees on a minimum of 30 attempts. Again, just like the guy said, Raiders right now, 5 and 2 also outgained Philadelphia 443 yards to their 358. Ow. In a dominating performance. And we'll wrap things up here from Allegiant Stadium. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Give the guys both a follow at By Sam Gordon on Twitter and at Greeny. I'm at Heidi Fang. Keep up with everything that we're doing in print as well as online at VegasNation.com. For both the guys, thanks for listening. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app
1: today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.